0: That's smart. Let me put it this way Have you ever heard of Plato, Aristotle, Socrates? Yes, morons. Really?
1: The cut line breaking down the Northern Trust. <laughs> 55 golfers will not be headed to Medina Country Club next week for the BMW Championship. This week's Northern Trust is going to sort all that mess out. This is a special tournament, ladies and gentlemen, as the course spared no expense for breathtaking views and Liberty National Golf Course displays the heart of New York City, and the East Coast, the Atlantic Ocean, leaving golfers and spectators in awe. And the Cutline is here to break it down, the Northern Trust. But first, hello Canada, hello Australia, hello USA, and hello UK. Thanks for tuning in weekly as the Cutline brings in-depth analysis of DraftKings PGA, DFS. And now if you're new to the Cutline, Everything you're doing is bad. I want you to know this. You will be careful, there, All right?
0: No one listens to me.
1: Welcome. We know that you're tired of losing, and we hope that you enjoy the ride of our buttless chaps and craps and wax and everything else that goes on in this show. And to our returning listeners, we hope you had a good week last time out. I know I did. But welcome to the cutline. I'm Michael Cavallunis at Lunas on Twitter. I don't banquet Northern Trust, but goddamn it, do I respect them for hosting a golf tournament. Now am I the one who rostered Benny on as a core play, only to have him bite me in the ass on Sunday? Oh, son of a son of a son of a gun! You thought I was going to say a son of a bitch, didn't you? You're damn right, I did. Ugh. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. Now, this show cannot be done alone. I can't do it without the 6K Maestro, Martin Pillar's ever so casual fan. He shoots 100 on the golf course, but he's number one in your hearts. He's that go getting son of a gun, the limo riding, Rolex wearing, jet plane riding, don't sleep till Brooklyn badass. Found on Twitter at EaglesFan83, Zach Manafort. Zach. How you doing, my man?
0: Give me the loot. I'm actually not singing that song at all because I hate Jordan Spieth. I just, I can't, I won't, and I'm sorry if you guys followed me last week on picking him because we were all riding high until his Sunday meltdown, and never again. He's done, done. Oh, you talk,
1: you talk about a meltdown. Done. How about Benny, Benny on's eighteen? Oh, that's pretty bad too.
0: Oh, that cost so much money. I was, I was, I was right. I was good. Him and Cameron and Martin Cameron, like, come on, man, seriously, you're gonna lose it. What is he eight over on Friday and missed the cut? Like, get out of here, get out of here. So, needless you to say, that? it was not. It shaped Thursday looked great. Friday looked great despite the Kamer mess, and then Spieth really just totally screwed me over. So no one cares about
1: those days. It only matters on Sunday. Yeah, it was on
0: Sunday. <laughs> Spieth was Spieth,
1: Spieth. was not on Sunday. Uh, he got MDF. Oh yeah. But, well, yeah um needless to say man i i i'm feeling good dude last you know two of the last three weeks you know so many six to six through i'm just not hitting i'm not hitting where i need to hit just to get the big money you know Mm -hmm. and and i'm pissed about it and i know a lot of people out there are gonna be like oh you won 100 bucks what are you complaining about 200 bucks you complaining? i won 400 at at the at the at the open championship you know what? I don't want that. I don't play that to win just a couple hundred dollars. I want thousands of thousands of dollars. That's why I only tweet out my GBP wins when I do win. What's the point of showing anything else? You want to show you're better
0: than everybody else. That's the point, right? Yeah, well, that's why you haven't seen me tweet nothing. Because <laughs> I'm coming, I'm getting right across the line, break even, plus like 20%, plus 30%. It's like, ugh, come on. Run out of time here. It's coming, though. This he is it. Be this is it. This is the week. I'm just putting up be... like 500 points, but I'm getting five of sixes. I just need that last guy.
1: Well, maybe you should start becoming that 6K maestro that we all know you are and do your stars and scrubs and dominate this week, huh? Uh, uh, nope. I'm, I'm balanced this week. Oh, here we go. <laughs> now, the cut line is here to bring you in-depth DraftKings analysis of the Northern Trust at Liberty National Golf Club. We're gonna do the best we can... Here's the thing. I don't give a company fuck about your
0: moral conundrum, you meat-headed shit-sack.
1: To give you the best opportunity to cash on Sunday. We'll be sure to bring in timely wax, greenside sand traps, and a putt that might drop in through your back door. <phone rings> yes, your back door. And now the goal of the Cutline is to make sure that not only is your tournament lineup in the green, but so is your bankroll. The Cutline is here to give you the plays to build your best lineups week in and week out.
0: I am too smart! I am too smart! I am too smart! I am too smart! S-M-R-T. I
1: mean SMART! The goal for you is to be in the winner's circle. Number one in the tournaments. And the cut line is going to take you there. And as always, a special thanks to PGA and Fantasy National for all the stats they provide for golf fans and PGA DFS enthusiasts. Fantasy National is helping draftees create unique lineups based on key stats and analysis. Trying to figure out why you're struggling week in and week out? Maybe it's because you're not considering Fantasy National. You're ending up on the wrong end of the flagstick, so I ask you, how are your lineups doing? Now this week, the PGA Tour travels to Liberty National Golf Club for the Northern Trust Tournament. This course renovation quite possibly could be the most costly golf club renovation in the history of this planet. Oh, little key note, it hosted the President's Cup in 2009 and 2013. Big deal. Now Liberty National is going to challenge the golfers in so many different ways and many are going to be facing uh, and may face their PGA Tour season over if they don't finish in the top 70 of the FedEx Cup standings. Anyone can win here Zach. Where are the golfers looking at this weekend? Oh man, Jersey City. Par 71,
0: 7353 yards, bentgrass greens with a course record by Kevin Chapel of a 62. So we're not going to see 59s this week. We might actually not see a birdie fest. As you mentioned, it hosted the President's Cup back in 2017, but it also did start the playoffs back in 2013 when it was the Barclays and in 2009. Uh, winning score was 11-under in 2013 and 9-under in 2009, so don't expect to see super low numbers this week, which may be a little bit different than we've been used to for almost the past month now, or two months now. Uh, course difficulty-wise, it's about middle of the road. It was the 22nd out of the 50th overall courses as far as ranking goes back in 2013, uh, scoring average was just a, a tad over par, but at 1.2 strokes. Uh, greens are on the faster side on the stint meter, about 12.6. So, guys that can putt on a little bit faster greens, we'll, we'll look at. Uh, so, it, you know, it's pretty cut and dry. A long course is going to be another second shot course, which you haven't seen in a while. Um, so, that'll be interesting to see how we approach that uh, weather wise. Rain's looking like it might roll in Thursday morning, still kind of early in the week to predict when that's gonna hit and if it does at all, especially this close to the ocean. So, you know, Thursday morning we could see about 0.12 inches of rain, which could soften up the course for a.m. golfers, but the winds shouldn't have that much effect, which they usually can cause quite a bit of havoc this close to the coast. But we should only see between six and 12 miles an hour Thursday with gusts up to 14, pretty much all day. Uh, And then Friday, nine to 12 miles an hour with gusts up to 15 pretty much throughout the day. So there's real no clear-cut advantage uh, weather-wise, except for maybe the rain softening the course early Thursday, but you know, keep watching that as we get closer to, to tee time, and we'll see if there's any adjustments that need to be made. For me, based on kind of how the course looked and how it looked in 2013, 2009, and a little bit of you know, how it played in the President's Cup in 17, I'm focusing on a couple areas. The first one is, is ball striking. It's gonna be a second-shot course, so guys are gonna to need to be dialed in with their irons especially long irons, we're gonna see uh, strokes gained approach play a huge factor here. GAR's gained, as we've seen week in and week out, plays a big factor. I'm also looking at strokes gained on par fours. So there's 10 holes um, that are par fours here with eight of them being over 400 yards. So we're gonna see a lot of guys hitting shots that are about 200 yards out. So proximity 200 plus is something I'm really looking in on as, long, as well as good drives. And then finally rounding it out with par five scoring to take advantage of some of those longer, longer, longer holes. Uh, it's a bit more key stats than I usually do, um, but I'm going to try something a little bit different this week and add in a couple more things. Uh, I'm also going to look at adding in stroke game putting on bent grass over the last 100 rounds on my mixed condition model, just to see you know, if there's any uh, advantage here, because I'm trying to make my player pool a little bit smaller this week than last week, because I think that was my issue. Um, that's what I'm looking at for this week. How about you? Well, before we get into my key stats, how do you feel about
1: diet squirt? What? Diet squirt, the soda. Diet
0: squirt? I've never even heard of that thing. You never heard of squirt? Diet squirt? Well, is it an orange can? No. No, then I've never heard of this in my life. Uh, you got to get yourself some. It's delicious. Di- well, i tell you what, if I'm going to okay. get it, it's not going to be diet. Okay, what about Natterdays? Oh, or I just Natter- looked it up. I gotcha. I've seen that before. Never tried it. Oh,
1: fantastic. <laughs> what about Natterdays? You're drinking Natterdays uh, nowadays? No way. No. Well, dude, it's it's great in super hot weather. I, I I feel like I'm gonna get a lot of shit for this. N- name brand only.
0: Natterday's is his name it's by Natty Light. It's name brand. That is nothing by Natty Light is name brand. Come on, it's natural. The flamingo the one with the flamingo? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How much does that cost you? Like forty five cents a can? Ah,
1: uh, I I I've been doing so much math this week. I don't <laughs> want to do math right now, but I mean, it it was it was twelve bucks for thirty pack. These things are great, man. If it's like if you're playing golf and it's like a hundred degrees out, grab yourself a thirty pack of these, dude. You can drink thirty and feel great. Oh, I don't
0: think I can drink one natty light and feel great.
1: It's not a natty light. It's a natter days. Oh, yeah. Okay,
0: we'll see. I'll try. It. I'll give it a shot. We, <laughs> we should
1: start doing at... Ad- when you're feeling down and hot, grab a Natter Days. Well, now we have to reach out to them for sponsorship at this point. Oh, we, do, we do enough in copyright infringement on <laughs> the show. Anyways, my key stats. My key stats. As usual, I look at the last 100 rounds. I look at recent form. I look at um, the greens. Berm- uh, bent greens. Bent greens, right? Yep, bent greens. And, and um, looking at this, I went with stroke gain, strokes gain total, bogey avoidance. Driving distance, par fours, but specifically in that four fifty to five hundred yard range. Stroke gained par five. Sand save scrambling, ball striking approach, strokes gained around the green, and birdies or better gained. And I do these same exact stats in my private model. Now, my evaluation of this course is that it's going to challenge golfers immensely. No hole is the same. So she's said. Uh, the green <laughs> Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was great. (laughs) All right. (laughs) No hole on the golf course is the same. And the greens slope down from back to front. The undulated greens, undulated fairways. You got that um, um, American link style courses on some of these holes, and you have bunkers everywhere. Um, there are just so many ways for golfers to get trapped on this course to where it could hurt scoring. So I'm really looking at that whole tee to green game, and I want to encompass it all in my evaluation of these golfers and who's the best. Of course, we already know where I'm going to end up going in the top range, and we'll get there in a minute. But I love these stats. I'm confident, especially in the fact that like, strokes gain tee to green. If, if you're going to use that stat, I, I would highly weight it because I think it's very important on this course. But that's going to take us to our Birdie or Better segment, where Zach and I will break down each tier of this week's DraftKings player pool. We're going to give you our favorite plays, as well as the golfers that we intend to fade. And we're going to start with that top-tier range, the 12 to 10K range, which includes Brooks Kepka, Roy McElroy, Dustin Johnson, Johnny Rahm, and Justin Thomas. Zach, kick it off. Fade You got no one in here you want to play. No, I do. I have
0: one guy, John Rahm at 10-4. And, and, you know, I bounce back and forth on a lot of this. And he's coming in 10th in FedEx points, so he doesn't really need it. Uh, But his form is just out of control. 7th at St. Jude, 11th at the Open, 3rd at the U.S. Open. His best putting surface is bent grass. He's 23rd over his last 100 rounds. Uh, If you isolate just his par 71 bent grass courses, he, he crushes everyone in this range. Uh, He's 5th in strokes gain, par 5. 16th in ball striking. 14th in G.I.R.'s gain. 17th in strokes gain, par 4. What else? 3rd in DK points. I mean, I I just can't find a reason not to play Rom this week. And I particularly don't really like to play anybody above 10K. Because I think we're playing with golfers in the top 125. So, I mean, they're all, mostly all, pretty solid golfers. So, I think making a balanced lineup is a good approach this week. But... If I'm going to play anyone above 10K, for for me, it's just John Ron. All right.
1: I normally don't play narratives, but I have to this week. And you know where I'm going. You know straight to the guy I'm going to.
0: Yeah, I'll accept an answer that is Rory. I will not accept an answer that is DJ. It's DJ. Oh, I'm going right geez. to DJ.
1: Why would you not know that i have gone to DJ every time and I can I, go to DJ? And
0: I will disagree with you every time.
1: Look, last 100 rounds. First is Strokes game total. Third in bogey avoidance, second in driving distance, first in 450 to 500 on those par fours, 10th in strokes gained par five, first in ball striking, first in birdie or better gained, fifth in approach. Why I'm taking the Dustin Johnson narrative this week, he needs it. He needs the confidence going into the next two rounds of the FedEx. He needs it. He needs to build up the fact that his game is on point. He can win any week that he comes to play. The only thing that's wrong with Dustin Johnson is his putter. If you're going to tell me he hasn't fixed it these last couple weeks, I'll be very surprised. I like DJ this week, especially at that price. ten seven. that's wrong. It's wrong that he's $10,700.
0: I'll agree with wrong. you that his price has come down, and I think, it, I think actually it's where it should be that's recency bias recency bias since when may that's not recency that's two months that's six events dustin
1: johnson should never be below eleven thousand dollars
0: he he can't putt and his approach game has been questionable he's gonna win this week. no way not a chance you're gonna be pissed he will not win he won't even top five you know i'll go on he won't even top 10
1: won't top ten. He won't yeah. top ten. Because
0: if he top fives, I can I can see I can see playing him, but I just don't think he even top tens.
1: All right. Not in this field. Well, the other narrative guy I'm going to play is Rory. Um, you know, you looked at those same stats. He dominates those same stats first across the board. Obviously struggles Saturdays, and, Saturdays and Sundays, but plays that narrative again. Needs that shot of confidence. The guy I'm going to fade though for sure is Brooks Kepka. Cool. Um, and that's just because in the history he's never finished in the top. 10 after winning a tournament in this uh in the subsequent tournament so kepka's a fade for me the only way i get a piece of kepka is if that ownership really drops below 10 percent. right now i got about 12 to 14 percent, so yeah it's not quite there yet but um this top range is gonna be lower owned and i get it don't get me wrong i understand why but i think i i i just think dj is a viable play I don't know anyone else that you just have no interest in in this top tier.
0: Uh, no, I'm I'm with you on the Kepka fade. I like Rory. I just think he's he's too much for me. I, I see the reasons to play him for me. He just grays out like number one almost across the board. Another thing on DJ I just don't like is you know it's a second shot core, so he's not going to be able to overpower people with his driver. So,
1: but that's not true. There's par fours here that you can drive the green, and he's going to be one of the only players on uh, the on the, in the field that can do it.
0: I don't know. I just don't see it.
1: I think driving distance is a great stat this week. I
0: think I mean, you gotta have both. You gotta be good drive. You gotta be accurate, which he is. I'll give you that. But the fairways
1: aren't. They're not that then. narrow. They're not. They're not. So, so and, and I've yet to hear what the rough is playing like this week, but I, I'm assuming it's not
0: going to be that bad. They're not trying to make it like a major or an impossible tournament. No, to I don't think they. In. I don't think they will, but. I think placement of your drive is going to be crucial. So, yeah, you might be able to drive it good, but if you're not setting yourself up for a decent second shot, then it doesn't really matter how far it went.
1: Fair enough, fair enough. All right, well, that'll take us to our 9K range. And the golfers in this tier include my guy, Tommy Fleetwood, Justin Rose, Webb Simpson, Ricky Fowler, Patrick Cantlay, Mr. Kuchar, and one Tiger Woods, who I think is overpriced. Tiger's a complete fade for me.
0: Yeah, and I think, yeah, I think his ownership's going to be pretty high. I mean, he finished twice. He finished second here both times it was played. So I mean, he's got the history. But that was old Tiger. Granted, we've seen flashes of old Tiger, but I'm not willing to pay nine K for a guy that's going to be around. Outside of that, we have like the exact same players in the nine K range.
1: <laughs> I know, I, I have a feeling we agree on Fleetwood, Ricky, and Cantley, right?
0: I love Ricky this week I absolutely love him I,
1: I, They're just like Fleetwood's really a sleeper though You think so? Absolutely, I, everyone refuses to play him and I think it's that whole thing that he's never won on PGA Tour and they played him at the Open and he lost and then they played him next week at the WGC and he just didn't show up as well as you wanted him to he still played very well but the guy's a scoring machine. I think he, his ownership might get down to single digits. And, and I think the same goes with Ricky Fowler. Yeah. Like, you get a golfer of that caliber, and you get him in single-division ownership. Right now, Vegas has him over 50% to finish in the top 25. Okay? I'll believe That's it. an implied top 25%. That, I'll take that. I will take Ricky Fowler at sub-12% you know, 12% ownership. Yep, he got ninth 90-30. here in 2013 too. I mean, he, he's played the course; he knows it. I mean, he's one of the better scorers on, in the field too. Three eight seven per eighteen. It's insane that Ricky Fowler is just going to go unrecognized as a great player. That's fine. Good. And he's third. In, you,
0: he's third in bent grass putting over 100 rounds. All
1: right. So the two chalky players are going to be Webb Simpson. Why are you picking Can'tley over Webby?
0: Um, for me, it, it's going to come down an on ownership one. He crushed everybody last week outstanding performance i faded him completely so bad on me but i just think he's gonna be too highly owned and can't lay for 200 less it's coming in the week pretty well sitting at 12th at st jude um third second strokes and ball striking on bent grass greens over the last 36 rounds seventh approach second GIRS game third in part four scoring he's sixth in fedex points right now uh, has a good chance to put himself really uh, ahead over the next couple of weeks and set himself up for a, a good payday in three, three or four weeks here. Um, I love him. I, I think you pay a little bit less from Simpson. I think Simpson going to be over-owned. As much as I like Webb this week, I I'm gonna, I think I might have to fade him for a second week in a row and, just, and put it all on Fowler and Cantlay and then maybe some Fleetwood.
1: I mean, you're basically looking at the same player Yeah, in a lot of respects. But less ownership. Both are scores. They're both going to draw so much ownership. I think,
0: I mean... It, it I mean, Cantley will draw more. He's cheaper. Do you think? Because, I mean, Simpson has played here twice, 15th and 13th, 8th and 2009. It's Back-to-back seconds. And Cantley hasn't played since St. Jude and, you know, 12th, 41st. He hasn't really done much since he won, like, two and a half months ago.
1: I don't know how much last week's
0: gonna play into Webby's popularity. Do, do you? You don't think they're going people are gonna open up the DraftKings cards and see second, second with a ridiculous amount of DraftKings points and just pick him? Thirty. Oh, he had the second at the RBC too. Yeah, as I am saying, back to back seconds. Finished, he, no, 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 no.
1: He had the Wyndham, the WGC, and then wasn't it like a couple like a he finished second at the RBC Canadian Open too,
0: right? Yeah. Uh. Yep. He did second, second, thirtieth, sixteenth, second. So I think you open up his card in DraftKings, and you're just like, oh, my God, look at all the points this guy scored.
1: But then you're going to look at Cantlay, and you're going to see first, third, third, third ninth in the Masters, and now he's not playing as much as Webby, but it's Patrick Cantlay. He's cheaper. That's why I think he'll be – I think people are going to go and build their rosters, and they're going to start with Webb Simpson, and then they're going to be like, oh, shit, I'm 200 over, and then they're going to go to Cantlay because it just makes this. – you're getting the same player arguably the same player.
0: Yeah, no. I agree. For me, Cantley just grades out better too across every all everything. I mean, plus the
1: other intangibles, he's got higher Vegas odds. True. Or better Vegas odds, not higher, but I don't know. It, it, that's a tough call. I'd be interested to see if more people are going to just go to Cantley and fade Simpson and then Webb becomes just a play that you have to throw in there. Ugh, I hope not. I mean the leverage ownership. It's it's absolutely a possibility. Well,
0: if this if this helps you out any, I know it's still early, but I'm looking at Simpson at seventeen point five percent ownership and Cantley currently at twenty two point two. Well, so there's that which I did not expect to see till I just opened it up right now. So that's kind of kind of shocking. And Fowler I mean, and Fowler at thirteen.
1: Even the even the FedEx standings like Webby's ninth, Cantley's sixth. Yeah. You know, less than a hundred points, a little bit more than that separate them. Uh, I, I, I just think Cantley is going to be way more popular simply because of his salary price and that we know what he can do when he's around great golfers.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: So, all right, anyone else in nine K range you want to touch on?
0: Uh, no. I, I do.
1: I do want to reiterate. I love Ricky Fowler this week. Right now, I'm all over him. I don't know how long that's going to last. I think Matt Kuchar is a good solid play if you're going to play cash this week. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend that, but, um, I'm just not in Allen for GPPs. I, I don't want to take a guy who can't win. And c- I don't think Kooch can win. I now. don't either. You though
0: he has a course record, but I don't think so. Oh, no, no, no it was not was it, in, the, was it not Cooch in this field. Yeah. It was good. Right. No, sorry. It was Kevin Chappell. Sorry. never mind. Yeah. Chappell.
1: Sorry.
0: All right. So yeah, so net, definitely move, no interest.
1: <laughs> let's move down to that 8k range. Why don't you kick it off for us with, uh, uh, I like it.
0: yeah I have a hard time with, with this one um, again I did the research before pricing came out and when I was all said and done I only had three guys here that I really liked and one I think I've talked myself if, off of into a fade uh, so I'll mention the other guy so Colin Morikawa 8500 coming in at 49th in the FedEx point so he's kind of kind of needs a good finish here to set himself up for a good run in his first season didn't look pretty bad didn't look good and not look bad last week with a, third, a T31 at the Wyndham but, I mean, for an amateur turning pro this year, it doesn't look phased at all playing at this level uh, this late in the season. Uh, for me, he ranks out seventh overall in my mixed condition model, which, given his price, I think is pretty good. Uh, his off the tee game has been pretty great. He's 70% driving accuracy, and he's been hitting 73% of greens and regulation in his, in his 24 rounds as a pro. Uh, for me, uh, I don't know what his ownership's going to be, but... He's got a small sample size in these type of courses, but he's shown time and time again that he's got the ability and drive to, to come out and compete against the, the best. So I, I love him. At 80, 85 was perfect. I wanted him under 88, so I'll take it.
1: I have a hard time going with an amateur.
0: Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, he showed, I mean, up, and, he I mean, showed up at Pebble Beach and just was like, here I am, and I'm one of the best. Uh, he is one of the best.
1: He is. He absolutely is. And, and, and don't get me wrong. He, he's great, but there there's intangibles that with young golfers that just can really come bite them in the ass. And I think with Morikawa, all the courses we've seen him play, he hasn't run into challenges that we're gonna see here this weekend.
0: You can't tell me the U.S. Open wasn't wasn't easy task for him.
1: Dude, the U.S. Open we talked about it. it was a joke.
0: Yeah, but he's still playing against the best. So most of the best.
1: I mean, it was not a traditional U.S. Open, like, scrapping for a birdie. Like, it was a birdie fest by by that standards. Like, think about all the bunkers he's going to run into this weekend. That's fine. Like, we haven't even seen his sand game recently. I'm curious what's going to happen there. That's true. You know, th- 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 there's a lot of intangibles here that I, I worry about without any concrete data. And that's why I'll just go somewhere else. And I'll actually go right below him. I'll go 8400 to Matsuyama. Hmm. I mean, the guy was on fire. What? And now because he missed a cut at the Wyndham, missed a cut at the Open, that we're not going to
0: play him anymore? I mean, you really can't even count a St. Jude at 43rd, but it was a no-cut event, and he lost strokes across the board. I get it. So it's is, worrisom- it's three, that's three straight. That That's kind of a worrisome number. Sure.
1: And and I get it. Three straight, boom. But the guy is a pro. He He's established himself as one of the elite golfers on the PGA tour. If he can't turn it around after three tournaments of kind of struggling, I, I, I don't see, I, I, I will take Matsuyama, especially considering the fact that his ownership is going to be lower. And this is a guy who can win on tour. Why wouldn't I want to take him?
0: Uh, For me, it's his, it's his scoring's
1: insane. It's like three, eight, seven. Sure. it,
0: It was. I just don't think that it is right now. I'd rather take a guy who's hot and has something to prove than a guy who is trending downward. Ever since really the U.S. Open,
1: what? Morikawa does not have to prove anything right now.
0: He needs to. I mean, yeah, he does. He needs to. Well, he, he, I guess he, he won. He's, sure. He won. He's,
1: he proved, He's shown that he belongs. He he, he, has, it's got more, he doesn't have to show anything else. I think he's got something to prove. And but I just last hundred ra- last hundred hundred rounds of Matsuyama. Fourteenth in strokes gained total, thirteenth in bogey avoidance, twenty-first in that four hundred and fifty to five hundred range. Where I'm worried about is scrambling, you know, strokes gained around the green, and the driving distance kind of all mid-tier. And I do worry about that. But that putter gets hot. Matsuyama's in play, absolutely.
0: Ah, ah, no, I'm off.
1: All right, I'm going to tell you a, a guy that. I, the n- new, the numbers say I should love, but I'm g- beginning to talk myself off of. Who? And that's Bryson DeChambeau. Yep. Yeah.
0: yeah, I had him initially too, and I and I've actually deselected him at this point.
1: Like, ranks great last hundred rounds. Seventeenth yep. in strokes gained total. Twenty fifth in that four fifty to five hundred strokes gained par five. He's tenth overall. Eighth and birdies are better gained in the last hundred. Here's my problem. This is that type of course, just like we saw at the PJ Championship, where he just falls apart. Yep. Like there are too many challenges that just like overload his braid. And I'm not doing this mad scientist narrative with (laughs) the Shambo. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about his personality, the type of person he is. He gets overloaded by a course and he struggles. Similar to what we saw with Rom and his anger management issues when he was a young player. He's still a young player. He still struggles with those at times. But I don't think Deschamps has overcome those yet. He's working towards it, and I think we're going to see that this tournament specifically where he will have some hiccups here or there.
0: Yeah, you mentioned that, and I, I do worry. I know I mentioned Rom earlier. I do worry that there's a lot of bunkers and some water here that Rom can headcase himself out of this one.
1: Yeah, I, I'm not buying that narrative anymore with Rom. He, it's he still there. He belongs. You know, it, you just look at him at the Open and everything else. So,
0: it happened this year twice.
1: It's, uh, yeah, well, Sergio still just destroyed a tee box. Oh, also,
0: before we move on, what what the hell is Henrik Stenson doing? So he's skipping the playoffs entirely. Yeah, man, that seems silly. Dude, why not? because i really wanted to play him this week <laughs> well, what because you wanted to play him he, he should be here yeah he should be right in this eight eight k range or nine k i was all about it i was like oh, stenson dialed in iron long irons Yup.
1: dude he's in sweden with blondes galore having a blast oh yeah we
0: get his doppelganger sergio who nobody wants even on tour anymore thanks we do we- he who shall not be named. Anyways, yeah. Sorry.
1: Back to this AK range. The Shambo, I, I, I like him numeric, like what the numbers say, but I'm gonna have to fade. Now, another guy that I like in this AK range
0: is Jordan Speith. Just stop recording, trash the recording, and let's rewind like 30 seconds. Absolutely. No, not, You cannot play him after what happened last week. You chastise me. That is me. exactly the fucking you reason why you played him for picking him last week because he's so terrible. And uh, now yeah, he I to- he's terrible. Well, I told you. you I told you, you he him. was
1: going to be. I told you he was going to be terrible last week. I said no, that. Man,
0: no, you can't, no,
1: no. Dude, you're getting Jordan Spieth at eight k, less five percent ownership because of what happened
0: last week. There's a reason that he did not shoot. What the, I don't mean, know what he did because it made me so mad I don't think I even looked. A 77. Something's wrong. Something is wrong to go from a 67 I'm not, I'm to a saying, 77. Look, I'm not saying make speed the core play.
1: But as a filler play, absolutely. I'll tell you what happened. The putter went away. No. The short game went away. It vanished. It disappeared. Absolutely freaking disappeared. The only reason
0: he's in this field is because he's trying to luck box his way into next week. He is 69th. Right now in the standings. He's going to get knocked out this week. Is not. Absolutely is. Is not. He gained four strokes putting last week. Tell me what happened to him.
1: Uh, You're going to tell me you don't have bad
0: days? So, we've been worried about his putter, which he had on. His around the green game was on. Yet, he lost six strokes on approach. He hasn't lost six strokes on approach since... Uh,
1: We'll
0: go over over five. September 13th of 2014. Something is wrong.
1: But you're looking at it at like a micro level. No! Yes, you are. You're looking at last week's tournament. You look at the big picture with Jordan Spieth.
0: All right. Lost strokes last week. Lost strokes the week before
1: He loses strokes there We know this That's his game Approach is what you need this week You can't consistently You don't need approach this
0: week It's a second shot course How do you not need approach?
1: It is not a second shot course Get out This course is going to challenge everyone everywhere With different facets of their game I'm not saying this is a second shot only course It isn't There are multiple options on every hole to attack the green And yeah, fine uh, by that, by that, by that argument, though, we're gonna say every course is a second shot course. No way, speed's in play simply because of cost, simply because of ownership. I'm not calling him a core play. Hell no, am I? am not? not gonna put him in a core. But I gotta put him in my core cascading model when I want to fill him in someplace. Absolutely, dude. He can win a tournament around the green and with his putter. No, I'm not
0: playing. Yes, I'm not, he, I can. Mean, yes he can. No, I'm not playing him. Not a chance. Fine. No chance. Fine. No chance. I I've bit that three times this season. I think I was right once, maybe twice. Last week was just a mess. He he, I I just question if he still has it.
1: Yeah. If he still has it. Yep. Wait, wait, wait. It just just gone. I don't I think, think Jordan's
0: I, Jordan just I, lost it. I think the Jordan Spieth we saw from twenty eighteen, like twenty fourteen to twenty eighteen. Dude, he's twenty
1: six years old.
0: Dude. Yeah, and
1: you're ridiculous. He,
0: he hasn't looked right all year, all year.
1: So, 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 okay. You hate Jason. That's you, a, you hate Jason. You hate Jason Day then too.
0: No, I... Because I, we're
1: arguing basically apples to apples here. Jason Day, totally off year. Yeah, but Jason, a, Day has 8,
0: a, Jason Day has a history of off and on. And Jason Day has not been totally bad this year. I mean, he has a handful of top five finishes. He won. In 20, I mean, yeah, he hasn't played as well as he has in the past. But Jason Day is an, an injury prone guy. I mean, he has the sniffles and he withdraws for like weeks on end. But we know that. What well, was Speed's reason? He was dominating. Then he comes into this year and just. I mean, no, he hasn't announced an injury. Like, what? What's the deal? I don't know. Jordan Speed shouldn't be sixty whatever he is in FedEx points if he was still had Jordan Speed's form.
1: It started rough. I won't lie. It started rough.
0: I mean, he, he looked like he was coming back in the form at the PGA Championship, where he. 3rd and then 8th at the Schwab, 7th at the Memorial and then I don't know what happened but then he went straight back to just all facets of the game just falling apart so I don't know I just don't think something I think something is wrong with him that he either isn't mentioning or he changed something I just don't know I I will not trust Jordan Spieth I don't think he makes it to next week and I I cannot bring myself to roster a guy who Goes from shooting well Thursday and Friday to just a 77.
1: All right. Well, where are you going next? Who else you like in this range?
0: Um. So not a lot. I mean, we. Have, oddly enough, I do like Jason Day a little bit this week. Uh, not a lot, but he's probably the only other guy in the 8K range that I, I, I think I'll roster. Um. I did like Adam Scott, but I think he's just going to be Chalk City. So I, I don't know that I will end up with any of him. So I'm in the seven
1: Ks, honestly. Okay. Well, well, one guy yeah. I do want to mention, you know, you know, I do like a lot of these guys. I, I like Molinari's low ownership potential. Um can't score well, which concerns me, but he's he might be an option. Um but another guy that I really like that I think might go overlooked this week is Tony Final. Yeah. And, um Excellent. I'm not gonna go in depth on it, but I it's just a name that I want you guys to think about you know, as we move forward, just for the sake of time. But let's go down to that 7K range. And this is where I think ownership leverage, picking the right plays is going to be key. Um, Obviously, it's going to be the nuts and bolts of your lineup. I can already tell you that Neiman's going to be chalk. He's been talked about everywhere for the last few weeks. He's been great form, everything of that nature. He's always too cheap. And DraftKings is intentionally making him that cheap, so we almost have to play him. Are you playing him or not?
0: Yeah, I think I I think I have to have some. I mean, he yeah, he I, needs to play. I, he's 74th right now in FedEx Point, so he needs to play well.
1: That's my point. I just, like, you're 74th. There's a reason you're 74th.
0: Jordan's beat 69th for that same reason.
1: <laughs> yeah, but 69 plays next week. 69 technically plays every week. Yeah. Not a lot, yeah. Yeah. But... So you're going to go Neiman I, for sure.
0: I'll have some. I don't think I'll have a lot, but I will definitely have. He has got an early tea time, too, which if it does rain, does bode well for him a little bit. So I'll be watching that to see how much I'll really have. I think he's got He grades out one.
1: 22 overall my private model.
0: Yeah, I think he's 16th for me. I believe that's correct. Actually, wow, <laughs> sorry, 5th overall for me, which is incredible. That's pretty good. Yeah, I didn't think that would be that high, but he is.
1: Who else? Let's see. What do we got?
0: I I have Gary Woodland, 7,800. I think he might be... So I'm torn. So, you know, he's fifth in FedEx points. He hasn't really looked good since the U.S. Open. Uh, He missed a cut at the Rocket Mortgage and the Open. 55th at St. Jude, where he was losing eight strokes on the field. Um, I don't know if that's just a major win hangover, or is this a bounce-back week? Uh, doesn't really have to worry about anything so even if he does poorly it doesn't really threaten his, his standings. He's also not really a good bent grass putter uh, but all that being said he finished second here in 2013 so that what kind of brings me back to him. So I don't know. He's got good, good stats when you look at just his last 36 rounds on only bent grass par 71 courses. He's top 10 in almost all the stats I'm looking at. And then let's throw out the narrative. He had twin girls like three days ago so how does that affect his game? Oh, makes it worse. So has he been home? Has he been traveling? If he's traveling, he's probably sleeping pretty good.
1: He's he's at home and he's not sleeping with twin girls. Oh right.
0: That's why I worry. So, you know, I don't know. I I that right
1: there, I'm telling you right now, that oh I know. Automatic fade.
0: I don't sleep good now, and they're four and and one, so you know, they're like what, five days old? Good luck.
1: That's a fade. Yeah. That's a fade. So especially
0: if his ownership gets up, I think I fade him. But we saw—I forget who it was. Oh man, I have to look it up. But one somebody in the PGA Tour, like a couple like yeah, last year, a year before, had like uh, had a daughter like three days prior, and then came out and won that week.
1: Uh, it's it's I can't it's remember the same guys throwing single bullets in those one hundred and fifty maxes, <laughs> winning them. Like it's the same difference. It happens, them. right? By the way, stop doing that. Dude, what? not you oh. just the general population stop oh, doing wow. one entry in the 150 max but it's
0: a million to first stop playing it <laughs> no
1: like well i meant there, the was, no, the there million, was no million. million it was like yeah. what what the top prize was like 20 grand or something yeah and you have yeah, some you single it. bullet some single bullet won it and of course you know they
0: i feel like the single bullet's the way to go fuck that. Because you either have to win it or you're not going to get your money back because you have to finish first. To, if you 150 it you've got to like get fourth to even win your money back. Get fourth I, then. I hate those structures altogether.
1: Okay. Sticking with the 7k range the guy I like is Lou Yo. I mean the guy comes to play when he has to. Now looking at his recent form that's what I like most. 20th at the St. Jude, 20th at the Open, 36th at the Travelers, 7th at the U.S. Open. Okay, He's gained strokes across the board in the last five rounds, gained strokes on putting around the green, um, stro- uh, kind of even with approach, but total 4.3 strokes. I think he's a guy who's a sleeper who can absolutely win this tournament, especially at that price. I'm going to have a lot of Louie this weekend. What do you
0: think? Yeah, man. I, I like it. I've actually seen him listed as a sleeper. Oh, God, I can't remember what I saw. I was reading something earlier today. Um, but I agree with you. My my only concern is his, his long iron game, but I think he's vastly underpriced. Who else do you like? Um, I don't know how I can get away from Sanjay M at 7,500. The Terminator. I mean, I just think he, he has he's shown us the ability to score and come out and when he's on, he's on. I mean for seventy five hundred I'll definitely have some Sanjay. He's been driving the ball well. His stats don't jump off the page when you just look at, you know, these kind of courses and correlating them, but you know, as we've seen throughout this season, when he's on, he can make a push to the top of the leaderboard. And seventy five hundred is way too low.
1: Yeah, seventy five hundred is way too low for Sanjay and and he's not that popular right now. I don't know. I don't get it. The I, guy is a scoring machine. He yep. gets you get your DraftKings points like crazy. And I'm looking at sub 10% right now. I'm incredibly surprised. But then you look at someone like, you know, the same range, the same 7K range. Someone like Scott Piercy last week was like 20 some percent chalk. And thank God he didn't show up because now he's going to be below 10%. I'm going to jump all over that. But going back to him, the guy just. Isn't getting the proper respect in the DFS, you know, circuit and community that he should. I I think he should be in the upper sevens, maybe eight K at most. Yeah. But but he's still underpriced, and he's a guy who can top five, top ten, for sure.
0: And he's got the most starts on the PGA Tour this year with thirty-two. Hey, he's he's that's a that's insanity. Right. All
1: right, um, Keegan Bradley and Griot.
0: So here's my problem with Bradley. We all know he's, the putter is terrible, which was what I was immediately going to say, no thanks. But he ranks out number one and approaches from, uh, what was it, number one, no, he's number six and approaches from 200 plus. So I was like, oh man, it's something I really like this week. So I think I'll have a little bit. I worry, you know, the putting's probably gonna kill me. I think last time I rostered him, he, what did he shoot? I don't even remember, it was like plus 20 something. <sighs> uh, he lost seven strokes at the at St. Jude's putting.
1: But this is where we're at here in this price point. We're gonna start looking at golfers who have like really significant flaws. Like we can go to out right? If that putter gets hot.
0: Yeah, I mean he's his, his best surface is bent grass, so we've, he's got that going for him. He hasn't looked
1: that good though on the last hundred on bent. Him. He is not. Oh, yeah, over He's kind of like middle of the road for road. That's for good, That's good minus, for him. Minus scrambling and minus around the green. So,
0: I might have a share or two. I won't have a lot. I had too much yeah. last time, so I, I definitely won't have much.
1: I mean, we need to do your homework in this 7K range. There are a lot of golfers in here that I know players are considering, from Terrell Hatton to yes. Chucky Three Sticks, going up to like Wolf and, and, and Sabatini and RCB and Benny On, which I, I would love to go back to Benny On and probably will this week, but like this seven K range is loaded with some really good golfers. And then one golfer that is old. Jimmy at a price I have not seen him at. Tell me it's Jimmy. Ever. Phil. Oh, you want Phil? Interesting. Phil Mickelson is seventy one hundred dollars. Phil
0: yeah, there's a reason for that.
1: There absolutely is. <sighs> He's been terrible. Terrible. And that's an understatement.
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: How is he still 30th in the World Golf
0: Rankings? Because he... You know, I, I can't even answer that question. I'm looking at his history from this year, and he won a pro-am. <laughs> that's, that's it, man. 18th Look, in the I'm, Masters. I'm sticking...
1: I'm sticking with my guns here. As cheap as Phil is, he's old, he's bad, you don't play him. Tiger's old, he's bad, you don't play him. The old guys are done. It's time Ah. to move on to these new guys like Jordan Spieth, who's 26 years old.
0: What about Jim Furyk, man?
1: I like Jimmy Furyk. I just don't think his game fits the course. I think he'll make the cut, but he's not a guy that I got interest in.
0: I'll tell you who's going to be a good one. Russell Henley. 7K.
1: Not bad. Yeah, I see that.
0: I like him a uh, lot. The only thing I don't like about him is the driving
1: distance because that that's going to be a big stat for me this week. But I'm not worried about
0: it. I'm not worried about it. Because, and I'll tell you why, because looking at 2013 20, and 20, 20, 2009, the average drive here was 279 yards. On tour, the average drive was 283. So it's like four over five yards less. So I don't think you need to be... A long hitter. You just have to be able to hit with your irons. Driving accuracy here was sixty eight percent. I'm sure it's sixty percent. I'm going the other way with this one. I'm going accurate and short to medium hitter as long as you've got long irons and Haddon had does have that. Closer to the green the better for me. If they can if they're good at it, sure.
1: All right, anyone else in the 7K range that you got interested in? Uh,
0: you know, a couple guys I'll mention. Uh, I might have a couple shares of Kyle Stanley, which never ends well. Kevin Strelman sort of interests me. Uh, We've already mentioned Neiman, Wolf. Yeah, that's about it, really. No Sergio. All right.
1: Well, that'll take us to the 6K range. Where we'll go to our MG Monsters and Guarantee, where Zach and I will pick. This week two monsters simply because of the low cut. What we're looking at is two six K golfers that are gonna finish in the top twenty five. I'm gonna give mine first. You okay you, with that? You go ahead. One I mean this one. is your show. One for this one. This is your show. Alright. I'm gonna go with Bud Collie. <laughs> you don't like
0: it? No, I like Collie, man. He's, he's been playing well. I don't and know why his the, price is so low.
1: The recent form is key, but in the last hundred rounds on Bermuda, he ranks in the top thirty overall for me. But we're not playing Bermuda. And I'm sorry, in Bent Green's. All right, I love that guy. And um <laughs> he's twenty-seventh in scrambling, seventeenth around the green, 29th in stroke's game total. Alright, his recent form has been very, very, very good. Twenty-second at the window, eighteenth at, at the John Deere, thirty-fourth at the three M open. He's someone i got a lot of interest in. He's doing very well. If the putter gets hot, we're looking at a top ten potentially. We're hoping the putter gets hot. Hoping the putter gets hot. It got ridiculously hot last weekend. We're hoping it stays that way. I'm going to stick with Bug Colley. He's one of my monsters. Yeah, hey man.
0: I, I think that's – I like that. I like that a lot. I'm surprised I actually didn't even uh, look at him. Give me one of yours. So when I wrote this, I said – if he's under 7500 I will play him, and his price is 6500 so he is going to be my monster for sure. So I'm going with Sam Ryder at 6500 He's 103rd in FedEx points, so he absolutely needs to be a monster if he wants to keep playing. He, he was T60 at the last week at the Wyndham, so it's not that great. But on these type of courses, he's great at par 4 scoring. He's 19th. He's 3rd in proximity from 200+, plus, which is what I'm grading out huge. remainder right of the stats, he's in the top 40 or top 30. I think he's a long shot this week, but he also stands out in good drives, approach, and par five scoring. I think that Ryder has top twenty potential here. He's not going to come and owned at all. I like him. Yeah, I could see
1: that. I, I'm, I just I don't know how many guys I want to play in this six K range. Yeah, um, they're just bad. They're bad. like, they're bad. Like, I want to go back to Tringale, but I'm like, <laughs> you just don't fit here, man. You're just that wrong puzzle piece. So Who's your name? I I have to play some Tringale. He's my guy. I love his name. Jackson. But, yeah, I, I like Ryder. It, it makes sense. Um, he, he, If you are going to play that narrative, that bubble narrative, I, I guess, you know, Ryder is the perfect kind of candidate to kind of get past that. On bent greens in the last 100 rounds he's 33rd overall in the model my model mm-hmm. 34th in ball striking which is good to see where he does struggle though is one of those key stats i'm really highlighting and that's that par 4 450 to 500 range which five of these holes um take that distance so my next and last monster is gonna be johnny vegas
0: oh a name i haven't heard in a while
1: yeah we're gonna go johnny vegas okay We're hoping that this guy finds some magic here this week. Um, Look, we take risks here at the cut line, and Johnny Vegas is a big, big, big big-time risk. On Bermuda, not the greatest putter. okay? And the last 100 rounds on, I'm sorry, on Bent, I keep doing it, (laughs) on Bent Greens, he's 88th overall in my model. But Vegas, 37th of the John Tier, missed cut at the U.S. Open, missed cut at the Memorial. 31st at the Schwab, miscut at the PGA, but a top 10 at the Wells Fargo. He had a top 10 at the Players, where he finished third. He had a top 10 at the WMPL. So, top 10 potential is there. I will say this. High risk, but high reward with Johnny Vegas. Could be low-owned, awesome, badass name. He's going to be my other uh, monster this week.
0: It's an interesting one. I did not even think of that, but I like where I like where your head's at. I like I, it a lot. I mean, if I am going to take it's a, a risk, risk on I mean it's a risk
1: down here. Johnny Vegas just makes sense.
0: Well, then I am going to have to match your risk with an extreme risk for my second one. Ooh. And let's see if you can figure this one out. He is below sixty-three hundred. He is tenth overall this year in proximity from two hundred plus fourth in combined proximity. And 13th in approach from 100 to 150. Or 125 to 150. Think, uh, take a
1: stab. Are you switching it up from what you had from before? Oh, well,
0: you already saw my thing, do not you? Dang it! You know. I do know. All right. It's Gooch. It is Gooch. The Gooch man. He's a good bent grass putter. 27th over his last 100 rounds. Looks pretty awful last week, but different course, different greens. Uh, I like him. Min price, I'm going to take a huge shot at him this week. Huge shot? Well, you know, I'll have have like 5% gooch.
1: I am not taking huge shots on any 6K guys. I'll
0: have 5%, at least. Uh, That's a lot. Is it? It's only like 5 or 10 lineups.
1: I mean, the guy does score. Uh, But then he does birdie and bogey and double bogey i mean
0: it's gonna go one way or the other and it's gonna be bad or really good and i'm going with really good
1: all right well other 6k guys i'm going to consider this week ryan palmer almost made my monster list um he's going to be in some of my lineups uh malnati's going to be in some of my lineups and so is danny lee um other guys that i think could play well on this course any 6k guys you want to highlight Anyone in um, particular?
0: I, like, do you like Troy Merritt this week? You no, know, I did look at him actually, but he did not make like my third, my third group of cuts. He just his his stats on on par four on these types of courses just threw me off. But I do want to mention a couple other guys: um, Stallings at sixty three, uh Aaron Wise. I like Fratelli because he's fifty third. And before last week, he didn't look that bad. I mean, he won the JDC, 32nd at the Open. Only six I, think nine, La- right? I think
1: Lashley fits a solid play as well.
0: Yeah, Lashley's a good one. I do like Lashley too. And then you've got you got Killer Keith, Keith Mitchell. Maybe. Killer Keith. Killer Keith. Yeah. That's it really. I think that's all. That's all oh, does anyone else strike my fancy?
1: It's hard to stomach this 6K range, to be
0: honest, but you're gonna have to play
1: these guys if you're going Stars and Scrubs
0: build. You sure are. Oh, you men are all alike. Seven or eight quick ones and you're off with the boys to boast and brag. You better keep your mouth shut.
1: Oh, I think I love him. All right, well, that'll wrap up the cut line in our analysis of the Northern Trust. Join us next week as we break down the BMW Championship, and guess what, Zach? There's no cut. I'm gonna be there. Wait, really? Yes, sir. No, sure. I'll be there for the practice rounds and for the entire tournament. You son of a bitch! I know it's gonna be. Great. That's awesome. Our, now- our analysis is gonna be top notch. Oh, it's gonna be out of control, dude. It's badass. On Tuesday, I gotta take my son That's to awesome. uh, like a pro. Golf clinic. I mean he's a five year old and won't be able to do absolutely anything. But who like he'd just be coming home all happy and everything? be a lot of fun. That's awesome. And then it's just you know, it's gonna be a drink Saturday, Sunday. Yep. Seeing whoever wins. But and thanks to Fantasy National and PGA for all their hard work. Zach, thank you for your contributions to another badass show. Thank you, sir. You're great. You're wonderful. Don't let anyone else tell you differently. Uh, uh,
0: I block it out. Dude,
1: I appreciate everything you need do for this show. That's
0: all you, man. You're the, you're the mix meister. Uh, no, that's our intern. Oh, That's right. we got to hire anyone, by the way. Uh,
1: we can throw some names out there. All right, you can find Zach on Twitter at EaglesFan83. I'm Michael Cavalinas. You can find me on Twitter at Lunas. And, of course, you can find the Cutline at T-Cutline. Six is six, boys and girls. Trust your process. Go and get it done. Don't play Jordan Speed.